Hello, everybody, and welcome to Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show. My name is Chase. And my name is Scout. We're back. It feels like it's been a really long time since Asynchronous last happened. Yeah, I do feel like it's been a really long time since we since we recorded. You've launched like a whole podcast in between the time of that, that this one happened and the last one happened. I did. That's true. Uh, if, any, if any of the asynchronous listeners out there are listening to this and like Warrior Cats or just like to hear people talk about things that they really like, yeah. come listen to uh, Paws and Claws. That's uh, <laughs> Paws is in what a cat has. Yeah. Uh, claws is in the part of speech. Come listen to my podcast. One, it's a good podcast and you should listen to it. Two, oh, thank you. we're like three levels of hijacking podcasts deep right now where like, we're like... <laughs> We've sort of mutinied this feed to be this weird thing, and <laughs> we're already saying you should go listen to another pod. So you should uh, also listen to regular asynchronous. Yeah, if and you're, to this, if you're not already, yeah. Which I, I have to imagine that. What if there are listeners who only come to this feed to listen to asynchronous <laughs> and nothing else? There's one dude who's like, "Oh, thank God they're back. It's been so long." <laughs> I can't wait to hear about their <laughs> weird video game that they've discovered this yeah. week. Speak, speaking of which, I heard from you that the weird thing we're going to do this week, I don't know if we if we ever settled on a title for this bit, but that you're going to educate me on some sort of Columbo? Yeah. So what, I, what I've dubbed this unofficially in my notes is Normandy Squadmates and their Columbo episodes. <laughs> Amazing. This could be uh, that they sometimes, and for some of them, it is what I think their favorite Columbo episode would be. Okay. For some of them, it is more like the Columbo episode that most represents their essence yeah which is the best the best way that i can describe it uh just like i think of that character on the normandy and i think they are this episode of columbo yeah and and just just real quick who's this weird little guy <laughs> yeah uh if uh it's it's if you remember i talked briefly about Columbo in the previous episode of a stinkerness mm-hmm. uh this is a a television show from the 60s mm-hmm. through into the, I want to say, well, the the sort of what is considered the prime years of Columbo <laughs> are from the uh, six, from 1968 to 1978. Yeah. When he's solving uh, his best crimes. When he's when he's solving his best crimes and his most consistent crimes, then he came he came back for a comeback in '89, uh-huh. and then like somehow conti- they continued to make Columbo episodes all the way up until 2001. Yeah, uh, so it was a very it was a very long thing. But uh, this is a, this is I'm beating around the bush here. Yeah. What it is, <laughs> what it is, is a television show about a detective in Los Angeles uh-huh. named Columbo. Yeah. First name detective. <laughs> uh and he's played by Peter Falk mm-hmm. and his whole thing is being a scrappy scrungly little Italian immigrant guy. Yeah. Blue collar man and he is taking down the rich and famous of Los Angeles and the uh like the big time white collar criminals mm-hmm. murderers with lots of money <laughs> he's he's really making a meal out of it every time he does it like it seems mm-hmm. it seems like my dude is not gonna pull it together and then just every time pulls it together. every time he yeah. pulls it together 
<laughs> it's it's great. Yeah, his his whole thing is that he's like a little bumbling guy, but he's also very much ahead of the the quote unquote criminal masterminds who always sure. think that they're one step ahead of him. But they're not. Columbo is, not. is always in first. He's never he's he plays Mario Kart and he's always in first place. It's great. I didn't know that this guy existed until I met you. Um, and part of me feels like I slipped into like a mirror dimension, like the the one where the Bernstein Bears does is spelled correctly or something. And I'm pretty happy mm-hmm. to be here, but it, it sure does feel like I'm I'm in a place where this didn't exist before, but now it does. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying watching it. I've watched a couple episodes since you informed me that it exists. It's a fun time. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. He's a good, he's a good little guy. Yeah. It's a great time. And all this preamble yeah. is set up, dear listener, to this, this list. Now, one thing that I've discovered. Yes is, wow, by the time you get all the way to Mass Effect 3, there's so many squad mates. So everybody yeah. buckle in. Uh, yeah, no, I'm ready. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick my feet up. I'm going right. to play whatever music feels appropriate here, and, and we'll, we'll talk about this. So we're starting, of course, with Caden. I'm sure, why not? Yeah. Caden's Columbo episode is called Candidate for Crime. <laughs> now I get out a whole sentence before I realize I'm not talking to him. I'm talking to a recording. Okay. This is an episode I've watched multiple times, but remember almost nothing about. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it is U.S. political intrigue, but exceptionally unexceptional. It's just a very average guy episode of Columbo, mm. uh, which just felt right for Caden. Caden feels like the the platonic dude. Yeah. You seem to have cut straight to the core to Caden, I've got to say. Like... <laughs> I, I did my best. I don't know what your experience with Mass Effect is, but that's a that's a pretty in-depth read of this vanilla man. <laughs> my my experience with Mass Effect, I suppose I should say, my experience yeah. with Mass Effect is almost exclusively via listening to Asynchronous. Yeah, yeah. It is so I have I, most of this is informed by the the bullshit that Kim has done. Mm. Kim, who comes before us, leading the leading the way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm excited to to take you through all of this nonsense <laughs> in this Google document that I have. Yeah. So off to a great start. Caden is a unremarkable man, s- similar to candidate for a crime, Columbo yes. from 1973. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cool. All right. Sweet. Ashley. Yeah. Is the episode Swan Song. I saw the light. I saw the light. No more darkness. No more night. Now I'm so happy. No sorrow inside. Praise the Lord. I saw the light. (laughs) Okay. And now that I think about it, I don't know if Ashley is actually a Christian or if she just gives off that energy so fiercely that I think she's Christian. But anyway, (laughs) this episode stars Johnny Cash as the murdering frontman of a band called Tommy Brown and the Lost Soul Crusaders. Mm. And that's just Ashley to me. Yeah, I'm with you. There's like there's a little bit of like, yeah, I love God, but also like 
I don't know. Maybe I'd like to use this as like a cudgel to be mean to people sometimes. Yeah, that's definitely a little bit of the vibe. There's also a song that Johnny Cash sings that is kind of the theme song of this episode called yeah. I Saw the Light. And every single time I watch this episode of Columbo, that mm-hmm. song is stuck in my head for an for an awful <laughs> amount of time. And I want to subject Ashley to that, I think. Yeah, for sure. Just to kind of give her a taste of her own medicine. That this this makes a lot of sense. I love the Johnny just like full ass Johnny Cash is in this episode of television. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna we're gonna get some great cameos as we go down this list. Is this a show that has a lot of cameos? This is a show where almost every episode the murderer is a like major character in the episode yeah. and they are played by kind of a relevant figure. Like <laughs> There's a lot of celebrity guest stars, like pretty big celebrity guest stars. Yeah. Somebody who didn't make it onto this list uh, or the episode, an episode that did not make it onto this list, but features that is a stitch in crime where Leonard Nimoy is the the murderer. It is amazing. Man, it's need, really good, yeah. I gotta go. I gotta go watch a lot more Columbo Scout. This is <laughs> this is what I have to do today. Welcome, welcome into into hell with me. <laughs> um, amazing. Okay, great. We got Ashley. Next is our guy Garris. Yes, this sir. This is a warrant. This gives me the right. Garrus's episode is called Identity Crisis. Okay. Garrus is absolutely enchanted by the spy backdrop mm. of this episode. This sure. is an episode with secret agent intrigue. Mm-hmm. There's also an there's a scene near the beginning where two characters are doing a shooting gallery on a boardwalk, yeah. like on the on the on the boardwalk somewhere in uh, Southern California. Yeah. And I think Garris really wants to go do that little shooting gallery. Yeah, sure. I, I can see him enjoying like Coney Island sort of circus games yeah. with all the shooting. Mm-hmm. He also strikes me as a man who might enjoy the movie Airplane. So I think he likes the <laughs> the Nesley, the, the Nesley Leelson guest, the, the Leslie Nielsen guest spot. I think that works for him. That's Kirkland brand Airplane is Nesley mm-hmm. Leelson. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I love that. I... I sort of feel like whenever Garrus would go to like a circus or some kind of like fair that he would complain about the guns that you use for a lot of those like shooting games. Oh, I'm sure that he would he would blame all of his misfortunes on yeah. the on the equipment. The setup. Yeah. <laughs> this is a work. <laughs> It's, it's shooting left when it needs to be shooting right. Like it's, mm-hmm. this hasn't been cleaned in years. It's amazing. I, I love this. <laughs> I this episode also sounds good. I like this this the description I'm seeing on IMDb here. Oh yeah, this is this is a fun one. Yeah. Every I'm every episode, pretty much every episode that I ended up choosing here are episodes that I would recommend watching. Oh man, this is like secretly also a Columbo podcast scout. It you, is. You snuck it in here. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. My my secret revealed. I, I feel like there is no world where at some point you don't do like a sh- at least a short form series about about Columbo shows, right? Like a, a podcast. I feel like it's got to happen at some point. Yeah. I, I have so much knowledge about Columbo <laughs> in my brain. Yeah. Um, it's showing every, already. <laughs> every time I get one of my friends 
to like watch an episode of Columbo, I can feel yeah. my power growing. <laughs> it's like I'm absorbing the rays of the sun, but I'm yeah. just absorbing the fact that people know what Columbo is. Yeah. And it's strengthening me <laughs> deep in my core. Columbo parasite. Yes, I am a Columbo parasite. Maybe that's a li- that feels a little mean spirited. You're just enjoying that people are enjoying Columbo, you know? Yeah. I'm a I'm a ha- I'm I'm in a symbiotic relationship yeah, with people enjoying Columbo. You're you're being fed, you're, you're photosynthesizing the rays of sunshine that come off of someone when they watch an episode. That's exactly it. Yeah. Maybe that's better than Parasite. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next is Rex. Rex. Okay. Rex's episode is called A Matter of Honor. A Matter of Honor. Okay. I couldn't resist trying your pinball machine. I guess I tried a little too hard, but that's an old problem with me, sir. Rex discovers bullfighting as a sport through watching this episode, Mm. uh, and he becomes very excited because he thinks it's about wrestling a full-grown bull with your bare hands. Yeah. Uh, And then he's let down when he realizes that that's not really what bullfighting is, but uh, I think he still (laughs) enjoys the episode. It does have kind of a misleading name, doesn't it? It does. You think think you're going to fight, just fight the bull, mandible. Yeah. It's a lot more like bull dancing. And, and I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of cultural history with it that sure. Rex probably appreciates, like maybe learning a little bit about. But yeah, really, he just wanted to like mud wrestle a bull. Yeah. And you know what? I think Rex would win that fight. I think he would. Yeah. I think he would win the respect of the bull. <laughs> yeah. The bull says, nah, dude, you got it. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want that smoke. I don't need this. <laughs> Yeah, again, flipping through IMDb here. Another fun-looking episode. Is this like a car? Is this a car show? Are they really into cars here? Well, Columbo has his iconic little car. I do like the car. The color of it's really good. Yeah, he's got his little car, and it's a piece of shit that's always, like, breaking (laughs) down, and he won't ever get it fixed. It's sort of a running gag. Yeah. That he's got this car that barely works. Oh, there's an episode at some point where he has to take a driving test, and that's a very good scene. Is he he bad at driving, too? Not necessarily, I think. He is... I think he's an irresponsible driver, mm, but mm-hmm. he gets he gets the job done. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes it's like, I wouldn't want to drive with this person, but they get where they're going. Yeah, they're going to arrive at their destination. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to arrive. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I like that for Rex. Uh, we've got Tali next. We've got Tali. Okay. Tali's episode, very short and sweet. It's called Playback. Okay. Because there's niceness in everyone. This is an episode with a lot of in-the-weeds tech talk, Mm. which, while it probably to Tali seems very primitive considering it's like 1975's version of high tech, I still think that it's something she would really enjoy. Sure, Um, yeah. And... In this episode, there's kind of almost a proto-smart home. There's this this house that is equipped with a bunch of gadgets designed to aid a character with a disability. There's a yeah. character in a wheelchair. And I think that Tali kind of appreciates that. It kind of reminds her of the Quarian suits. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. figuring out ways to, to aid in... Uh, in a disability to make it work you know yeah this is a good one i don't even have a joke that's just a good pick (laughs) (laughs) it's also it's not important to anything but the the main character uh like the main foil to columbo in this episode is like a really intense little german man Mm. and and there's something very compelling about him sure is this oscar werner yes oscar werner (laughs) 
played by Harold Von Wick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Harold Von Wick really, really like putting it all, putting his all into the into the role. Yeah. with this episode, it's a fun one. No, it's really good. I like this one. For Liara, yes, we've got the most dangerous match. Oh my gosh! Okay, where you were witness to what he just did. Liara seems like someone who would get really excited about chess intrigue. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, you're totally right. And so this is this is a chess intrigue episode. There's unfortunately a lack of Columbo episodes that are about like archaeology or mm, anthropology. Sure. So I feel like this is the kind of closest that we're going to get to her sort of special interest area. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also got a good weird dream sequence. In it. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's necessarily Liara coded, but uh, I just wanted to mention it. I like this episode a lot. No, I, th- I think that makes sense. When they do like their mind melding, sorry uh, Mass Effect heads, I can't remember the name of uh, <laughs> what that's called. But Oh, uh, that's right. They do do that, don't they? Yeah, whenever somebody like, I don't know if mate is the right word, but hooks up with Asari, that they mm-hmm. uh, they do sort of a, a mind meld, which could be, you know, dream sequency. There we go. Yeah. When you mind meld with Liara, do you play a giant game of chess? Yeah, that was in my game. I don't know if that was in anybody else's, but that, yeah, that's that's how it worked for me. Wow. I wonder if you got, I wonder if that's like a special unlockable scene or if that's for everybody. (laughs) That was an ARG with Queen's Gambit at the time. It was just a very, (laughs) very strange piece of DLC that came out. Oh, wow. Shouts out Anya (laughs) Taylor-Joy. Shuts out. Yeah, good pick. I like that. Next up, we got Jacob. We sure do. Jacob's episode is called Double Shock. I appreciate it, sir, but uh, my ears popping in an elevator. As a matter of fact, I don't even like being this tall. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob's episode is the credits from every episode. <laughs> Just sort of a, a nothing burger. Um, you, you joke, he was the hardest one for me to pin down. Yeah, yeah, because there's not a lot there. In the end, I think that he enjoyed there's a there is a scene in this episode where Columbo mm-hmm. is a guest on a cooking show. Mm-hmm. And I think that Jacob enjoys the domestic side of mm. Columbo there, since as as I know from what I've heard on Asynchronous, Jacob yeah. becomes like being a family man becomes his whole identity. So I yeah. think he would get really excited about watching this little detective make Eggs Benedict. Oh, does he make Eggs Benedict? I think he, specifically they make a hollandaise sauce. Okay, that's close enough. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a great sequence. It's one of my favorites. (laughs) I'm not like, the rest of the episode is a fine episode of Columbo. Yeah. But not as, not like, that scene is iconic to me. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, tangent on a tangent, are are you an Eggs Benedict person, Scout? I have to admit to you right now (laughs) and to all our listeners, I've never had Eggs Benedict. Whoa, Scout! I've watched all these episodes of Columbo, but I've never had an Eggs Benny. Hey, listen, this is this is a fresh recommendation. You should check it out. It's, it's <laughs> I got I gotta check it out. Yeah. yeah, I've heard good things. I've I've read the reviews. <laughs> Been <laughs> flipping around on the internet. Oh yeah, it yeah. seems people seem to like mm. this. Mon Yelp like eggs Benedict. Mm. You don't say. Yeah, it's like it's a bit of a messy food, but I think it's delicious. I'm I'm kind of a I'm kind of a Benny freak. I love that. I yeah. love that for you. For better or worse, my dad was a big eggs Benedict guy too, and he has a big beard. 
uh, which I've got to say makes for a pretty challenging visual combination mm, that mm-hmm. it's a very saucy and eggy dish yeah. and sort of just gets all over his beard, which put me off from eating Benny ben, Benny's for a while. But uh, understandable. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's a that's a thing you got to you got to really adjust to yeah. that kind of that kind of uh, visual tableau. But Benny's are that good. They they, they uh, even go. pushing through the, the horrifying visage of my father with egg beard. I, I still think it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. You know, that's that's high praise. Anyway, Jake Jacob. That's yeah. Jacob. Yeah. That's it what is. I gotta say about Jacob. I, I agree with you. Next up we got Miranda. Sure. Yeah. Miranda's there's a long one. It's called okay. the Bye Bye Sky High IQ <laughs> Murder Case. I respect your talent. I don't like anything else about you. That is a that is a real mouthful. Columbo I don't know namers. I don't know why they had to put the bye bye in there. Yeah, I I guess because you know murder and everything maybe, but it's just so long. Yeah, she just strikes me as the person who would see Mensa in the episode description and immediately mm. want to watch this episode. <laughs> Uh, but then ironically spends the entire time as she's watching it complaining that all these people are extremely dumb. Yeah, they're like, this is inaccurate. Like Mensa members would never be so so dull. Yeah, they would never they would never be <laughs> flummoxed so easily that yeah. this dingy little detective could could outsmart them. Damn, I was not expecting Mensa to show up in this recording, to be honest. We we go some places. So does Columbo. Yeah. And, Mar- and Miranda, as it turns out. That's mm-hmm. also like a dead to rights read of Miranda. <laughs> so thank you for that. You're welcome. Also, just for a quick sidebar, Carol Jones and Jamie Lee Curtis are in this episode. Yeah, it's Whoa. crazy. Jamie Lee Curtis plays the angriest like diner server in the world yeah just gets so mad at (laughs) columbo because he because he brings a donut into the diner and she's like are you gonna are you gonna order any that donut's not ours amazing good for her it's really good yeah this was in yeah this is 1977 i don't i don't know jamie lee curtis's career off the top of my head but i don't think 77 was when she was like really hitting her stride this seems like early curtis this, it's very early jamie lee curtis yeah i'm on i'm on a journey right now this is i great. love the journey that we're taking you on i yeah. love seeing you discover all of these little little treasures yeah this the sprinkles of actors past showing up in columbo yeah it looks like as far as imdb that's the third thing she was in damn other hell yeah, than, Jamie Lee Curtis. Hell yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Other than Quincy, Emmy, and the Hardy Boys slash Nancy Drew Mysteries. Wow. Quincy was in, another one that I watched uh, for a while when I was in like my old television show era. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember seeing an episode with Jamie Lee Curtis, though. Kicked It kicked off her career. There you and because, go. Because of that, we got everything everywhere all at once. So, you know. Incredible. Yeah. yeah, you know, the that's the ripple, the ripple effect, the butterfly yeah. effect. I hope the butterfly effect comes up in another episode. Did you see that? The one with uh, Ashton Kutcher? I didn't see it. We should we should make an episode out of the butterfly effect somehow. <laughs> I don't know how, but maybe we can do that. I bet we could do If I'm making an episode where I tie Mass Effect into the television show Columbo, I think that yeah. we can do it. The sky's the limit. <laughs> sky's the limit. Next, we got Kasumi. Okay. Kasumi's episode is called Now You See Him. I hope you were watching carefully. That's my best trick. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I feel like there there has to be a lot to pull from here, right? Like any sort of heist or thievery. Yeah. This one is magic trick 
kind of like focused. It's, oh, yes. It takes place in a, it actually still exists. This is like a place in Los Angeles that is like a magic club nightclub that still is has been famous in the area forever and still exists now it takes place there like they filmed it there and stuff as, as far as i know yeah but uh i think kasumi would be delighted by all the little magic tricks in this one Mm-hmm. There is a sort of case-cracking faux psychic illusion. Oh yeah! Uh, at the like <laughs> that sort of gets pulled out and is part of solving the case. And I think after watching this episode, Kasumi would try and pull that mm. on the rest of the Normandy uh, for better have, or worse. Yeah, for better or worse. And I think yeah. she would she would have she would have a delightful time trying to do that. Oh man, yeah. The dude who plays the great Santini is just a real like magician-looking magician guy. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, is known for being a multiple times Columbo murder guest star, but playing oh, a different sure. murderer every time. Oh, I love that. Yeah, there was kind of a couple. There was a couple of actors, him and also, I believe, Robert Culp, mm-hmm. uh, who might show up in one of these. Yeah. Were two actors who showed up and played the murderer multiple times, but but sort of as like they were different every time. They're different yeah. people. Different uh, characters. Columbo, Yeah, the way that Columbo works when it comes to casting is wild and very fun. Seems like they're kind of shooting from the hip. Yeah, they're just they're just like every every episode of Columbo is mm-hmm. an, is like an individual uh, self contained story. Yeah. Instead of what we get now, where it's a lot of like the whole season will be an yeah, arc yeah. that that is all tied into itself. These are all self contained, yeah. and that includes that sometimes they can just cast the same murderer again. <laughs> Is a different guy now. As he's a different guy now. Don't worry about it. The the Columbo verse does not owe anyone continuity, so exactly. I, I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, great. Thank you, Kasumi. Zaid is next. Zaid's is called By Dawn's Early Light. That's my specialty, you know, homicide. Oh, a real I, a real boomery name for <laughs> an episode. <laughs> Yeah, Columbo's murderer foil in this episode is a no-nonsense army man who runs mm. a military academy, uh, which just feels extremely... That's Zaid. That's Zaid. Yeah, it's just the that's guy. Zaid. Yeah. I think he would side with the murderer in watching this episode. Yeah. Yeah. He'd say, I, I think I think Columbo got this one wrong this time. Yeah. Sometimes there are sympathetic murderers. I don't think this is a especially sympathetic murderer, but I do think that Zaid would side with him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what everybody thinks this guy's the good guy here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Columbo's being a little hot on him. Is that what Zaid sounds like? It is kind of. Wow. I, incredible. I will, I will say that that's like for, for anybody who's played Mass Effect, that's probably not the best impersonation of all time, but he kind of sounds like that. I believe it. It just surprised me because I always I think of him in, in my head as like, I don't know, maybe having like an old British man accent. Oh, I don't yeah, know why sure. that's where my brain goes, but I like I like whatever that was. That was good. <laughs> whatever that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Good pick for that one, too. I like that. We got Grunt up next. We got Grunt. Our son Grunt's is called Murder Under Glass. Oh, that's my lunch. That doesn't mean nothing. This is this is an episode all about fancy food. And mm. I think Grunt wants to eat all of the food he loves he likes watching this episode because he likes looking at the food and he wants to figure out where to eat all of this food yeah there's also a scene where Columbo is inexplicably yelling in Italian and he thinks that is the peak of filmmaking has okay hold on 
inexplicably yelling in Italian, meaning has it been established that he can speak Italian at any point or is he just out of nowhere yelling in Italian? Out of nowhere yelling in Italian. <laughs> I mean, he talks a lot about being like the son of Italian immigrants, but yeah. but he did not. He was not born in Italy. There is not an established like it's never established in any other episode that he speaks Italian. <laughs> and then all of a sudden in this episode, which is several seasons into the series, yeah. he starts speaking fluent Italian. Oh, my gosh. The lore runs so deep. Mm-hmm. Also, gotta gotta say the cover for this episode is pretty evocative. It's just like a puffer fish on a black background. It looks really nice. Oh yeah, that's right. Because that's also the episode where they talk about fugu fish. Oh yeah, is that the thing where like if you eat the wrong part, you die? Yeah. Uh, also, a great cameo in that episode by our guy Mako, who you out there might know as Uncle Iroh from Avatar: oh The Last God. Airbender. He obviously he has a long and storied history in film and television. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, folks of my generation generally know him as Uncle Iroh, and yeah. it's fun to hear his voice and see him acting in something different. It's fun oh little cameo in there. That is incredible. I really <laughs> like that. This is definitely gonna be on the. <laughs> off my list. I just need to hang out with Ira for a little bit more. Yeah, it's a gr- it's a great episode. I like yeah. this one a lot. I also sort of suspect that Grunt would see a food that says it'll kill you if you eat it and say, I could eat that. Yeah. Even, even the killing part, I could eat that. Absolutely. That whole, I cannot stress enough how much that episode is Columbo going to different fancy restaurants and them giving him free food because <laughs> they want to help him solve this murder. <laughs> and they're like, Columbo, thank you so much for taking this case on. Here, take yeah. all of this food. Here's another basic question is he famous in the colombo verse like do a lot of people know him occasionally sometimes yeah. it's like oh i know colombo and yeah, sometimes yeah. it's very much like who is this strange little man <laughs> for the most part it's more the latter but occasionally more oftentimes the the other police officers themselves like mm-hmm. maybe there's a, a young detective that's been assigned to the case to help Columbo or something or mm-hmm. there's a police commissioner or whatever who might know of Columbo and that's more where he sort of gets recognized Yeah. and then I think once they did the revival and kind of came back in the late 80s into the 2000s I think they had some more they, they played into Columbo being known a little more Yeah. next up is Jack Jack, okay. Jack's episode is called Make Me a Perfect Murder. That's a TV picture of where we place the second gun. (laughs) Yeah, right on the nose. He got it. (laughs) Uh, This episode's all about girl power. Mm. As a young TV executive kills her boss turned secret boyfriend after he buys her a car instead of giving her a promotion. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that description. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Unironically, this is probably my all-time favorite episode of Columbo. This is yeah. this one is is one of my faves. It's so good. It's so like surreal also at times, very interestingly shot. Yeah. I love this one a lot. Anyways, Jack's on the murderer's side big time in this one. That yeah. guy had it coming. To be honest, I might also be on the murderer's side on this one. I kind of am too. <laughs> it sounds like, yeah, man, don't pass me on the promotion. Fuck the car. Like, yeah, exactly. Give me, give me the promo. It's a good episode. Good choice, Jack. Good choice, Jack. For Morden. Morden, yeah. For Morden, we have Dagger of the Mind. A rare old bird is the pelican. His bill holds more than his pelican. He can take in his beak enough food for a week. I'm damned if I know how to hell he can. <laughs> That sounds like a play, so I'm, I'm excited yeah, for whatever this is. Yeah, this episode is. sees Columbo hunting down a murder at the Royal Court Theater in London. 
Oh he, my god, he, it really is a play. <laughs> yeah, he goes off to uh to to solve a murder in London that is uh, executed during a production of Macbeth. Oh yes, dude. So this just had Morden written all over it to me. Yeah, no, like a, 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 you're you're dead to rights again. You've absolutely got it. Because I think it would present enough intrigue that like maybe he wouldn't get it initially. I sort of suspect like Morden's challenge with watching any sort of mystery is that he will figure it out very quickly. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, he may say like, this is illogical. Like no, no way that the murder would go down like that. But I bet he would probably be really into Columbo then because sort of the whole thing with Columbo is what is you get to see how the crime happens mm-hmm. and then you watch Columbo like reverse engineer it. And I That's bet Morden would let lo- Morden is like, ah, yes, this is for intellectuals. <laughs> yeah, I love this. As as far as I know, the two actors that were sort of the main the main guest stars here were actually like well-known British Shakespearean actors. Oh yeah, true. Who came in here to to do this episode, which I think is so fun. Yeah, damn! Like commit to commitment to the bit. There is really amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. We got Samara next. Okay, yeah. Samara's is called Requiem for a Falling Star. You let the air out of her tire. You stayed to see her get into Parks's car, and then you killed her. I'm afraid I am serious. Oh, that's a really good name. <laughs> yeah, it is really good. Wow. I think Samara finds all of the elements in this one of like secrecy, pride, yeah. and also old fashioned Hollywood glamour to be mm. really captivating. Yeah. I feel like Samara would also really like the little Edith Head cameo. Yeah, I'm lo- I'm looking at the photos and that's the first thing that stood out. Yeah, to it's yeah. great. Edith Head, for those who, who might not know, extremely famous costumer of, mm-hmm. of like a significant swath of time in Hollywood yeah. and she's just in this episode of Columbo and it's so good <laughs> that's so sick I I feel like the the experience of listening to you talk about these episodes is at first uh, during the first couple I'm like yeah funny goofs funny jokes at this point I'm just like damn that's, that's pretty fucking cool that's pretty <laughs> sick I like that <laughs> This, this is the is, photosynthesis is, happening. In- yeah, this is this is this is how I collect my power and this is how I I get people. This is my my plot. My plot yeah. is to get people to watch Columbo. You're going to be able to go like lift a car after this. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. The Columbo power. <laughs> Yeah, good episode. Good, good choice too. I like that. I I did do one for Morinth. I know she's co- kind of a like optional character, yeah. but I threw her in here. Sure. She got sex and the married detective. I'm a married man. <laughs> of course. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. Of uh, course. This is this is a later episode. It's not necessarily like a super iconic one. This is the mm-hmm. only one in this in like this whole bunch that I picked out that was one of the ones from like past the eighties. Yeah. But the fact that it happens that the murder happens in a in the boudoir of a sex therapy clinic oh, is like damn. way too enticing for Morinth to not be absolutely like, yeah. Yeah. Th- that's the Morinth episode. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I think she would also like sort of appreciate that it's kind of a deep cut for Columbo. Like she's a little bit hoity toity and was like, Oh yeah, yeah no, I don't yeah, I don't watch would, the first few seasons. It's only exactly. the later she ones. would yeah, she would be absolutely like the underground later Columbo fan. Is, is that, are the later ones any good or is it kind of like understood that the first handful are the, are the better? I think it depends drastically episode to episode. Yeah. I have not watched too many of the later ones. Sure. But the ones that I've watched 
were enjoyable to watch, but definitely had a different feeling to them Mm -hmm. where they I think they're they're more self-aware, a little bit more sort of self-referential almost in the in like the the sort of not reboot, but refresh uh, that they did. So I think that that's the reason that generally fans of Columbo are more a fan of the the like 60s to yeah. like the 60s and 70s at 10 years in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. But I think it I think it depends episode to episode. There are some of those episodes that I've watched that I really enjoyed. Sure. They're not as like cataloged in my brain because sure. I didn't have access to them for for a long time. The only mm. ones that were available like on Netflix or to watch at all were the ones from that first 10 years. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so those are the ones that I sort of have history with. These are the hidden tapes, the B sides. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Columbo B sides. Yeah, that's Amazing. totally it. Cool. We got Thane next. Okay, interested in the answer here. Thane's episode is called "Try and Catch Me." That's my specialty, you know, homicide. Oh yes. This one has one of the like very sympathetic killers. I think yeah. Thane is drawn to that. Sure. I think that there's some elements here that Thane relates to in a way. Yeah. And I think he enjoys the way that she kind of tries to match Columbo's bumbling energy with her own eccentricity. Mm. There's also a lot there's there's a whole section in this episode that is the viewer as well as Columbo getting to solve a bunch of very small hidden clues that the mm-hmm. victim left behind sure. and the and like the killer didn't know about and I think he imp- appreciates that sort of puzzle element as well. No, it's a good pick. I, I sort of imagine that watching this show is probably challenging for Thane because he's either like, A, the murderers are not doing it good enough, like they get mm-hmm. caught every single time. Yeah. Or that if they are too sympathetic, he's like, well, dang it, they got caught <laughs> again like yeah <laughs> when are we gonna take a w here but uh yeah it sounds like if if uh there's at least someone who he can kind of have fun watching that that would at least be good for him yeah yeah he was a he was a harder one to to pin down but i think that he would really like this episode i think you got it yeah also the uh the the like i guess this is the vhs cover art for this one is incredible oh um, can you send that in the chat i don't think i've seen it before it just seems to be colombo kind of smiling at the camera like that's, oh, I love that. That's really good. Um, he looks like he's having a great time. Oh, look at him. Look at him. He's having a great time. <laughs> oh, he's having a blast. Yeah. Just smiling right at us. I like that one. That really like explains a lot of the energy to the show to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, this is Columbo energy to me. There's there's even like a magnifying glass on the I love the magnifying glass up there. That's like very, not extremely magnified either. It's just it's tiny a little bit. bigger. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if you just got closer, it would probably be more effective than the magnifying glass that they've got here. It's so funny. <laughs> Next up is Legion. Legion's episode is called Mind Over Mayhem. You mean the robot can operate this computer? Every time I'm like, there's not going to be one that has as accurate of a title. And <laughs> then it sure does. This one is all about robots. So Legion loves, uh, fascinated by all the robot stuff. Legion loves Robbie the Robot, who is a special guest star in this episode, which oh is like my God. a robot yeah. that 
I believe, I can't remember where Robbie is from originally. I feel like it's lost in space. Yeah, I think that's it, right? But this is, this is like Robbie the robot, who is a robot from a completely different fictional property guest starring as though he is an actor <laughs> in this episode of Columbo as a different robot. Oh my God, that's, that's so good. <laughs> it's great. And yeah, you're right. It is lost in space is, is where he's from originally. And I think Legion also delights in pointing out all the ways that the electronic are just not functioning electronics because sure, there's cl- yeah. like Robbie the robot is a guy in a robot suit not to yes, not yeah. to ruin the illusion shit <laughs> damn it uh, so, I'm so sorry to break it to you like this yeah it's okay I had to learn eventually yeah I think that they they sort of like pointing out like this is not the way that electronics are this is a yeah. silly little joke that they're doing or something uh, and also really like seeing Columbo's dog whose name is dog oh yeah dude that's a good <laughs> name for a dog Columbo <laughs> Uh, oh he's got gosh. a he's got a basset hound who who oh, yeah obviously appears of every once in a while. Dog is the best dog. Apparently, this one also has Jessica Walter in it. Wow, really I'd forgotten like, about that. I know that like Lost in Space was like a big deal at the time, but even still, this seems like kind of a deep cut to just yeah. like have him in an episode. I I'm just still obsessed with like the the two layers of that Robbie the robot is playing a different robot on this episode. <laughs> yeah, a different like, guy. I cannot I cannot stress enough. It's not just like wow, it's Robbie the robot. It's yeah. Robbie the robot as a specific robot that they name. <laughs> That is like a supercomputer robot in that episode. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, it's such a weird pull to 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 just pull robot fully in here. Yeah. If if they were like, hey, we've got a cool new episode of Columbo in 2023. This time it's a robot voiced by James Spader. This is Grobby, a new this robot. Is, yeah, this is a Grobby new robot. <laughs> cool. Yeah, another good yeah. pick. We got James next. We're in the um, home stretch. Yeah. I, I am so interested in where this goes. James's episode is called Negative Reaction. These are my shirts. That's my underwear. Oh, okay. And James's main draw to this episode is seeing child-friendly everyman Dick Van Dyke in the role of a murderer. Oh, yes. He There is a novelty to that casting that really yeah. captivates him. I think in his words, he calls this episode loco. <laughs> I have a like a sneaking suspicion that James might might enjoy Mary Poppins. I there's something about James that says that to me as well. Like maybe somebody in his family watched it when he was younger and he kind of just likes to go back and look at Van Dyke just kind of dance around. Yeah. S- sweep chimneys and, and whatnot. I could see it. I could see it. Another wild tangent. I was like not a theater kid, but I did try out to be in Thoroughly Modern Millie when I was in high school. <gasps> Amazing. And uh, the song that I sung uh, was Chim Chimney from Mary oh, Poppins. Wow, I love that. I love this chase fact. It's it's a bizarre one. It's also uh, wildly embarrassing because I absolutely forgot the lyrics and kind of just mumbled through some of it. Oh, <laughs> it's uh, hard out there for a young chase. Yeah, you know, I you got to remember so many words. There were so many words like chim and chimney in that <laughs> song. <laughs> Perhaps unsurprisingly, did not get the part oh. <laughs> in Thoroughly Modern Millie. Too bad. They should have cast you. Yeah. I sort of wonder what trajectory that would have put me on, though. Oh, sliding doors and all that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I did not end up a theater kid as a result, so. But what what would have happened if we had <laughs> Theater Kid Chase? What would have happened now? There's no, there's a world where I don't end up in the Columbo-verse, where I wow. don't end up in the universe where Columbo exists. A worse world. I think so, yeah. Learning, learning what I know now? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, Edie is up next. Okay. Edie's episode is called Double Exposure. You mean the robot can operate this computer? Edie is captivated by the concept of subliminal cuts to manipulate mm. viewers, which is utilized here in the execution of the murder. Sort of the gimmick of the murder is this filmmaker who who uses subliminal cuts and subliminal messaging to yeah. uh, to give himself a a opportunity to to uh, kill the victim. Yeah. Uh, and I think since she can process information so much faster than a human mind, she just gets a big kick out of like being able to spot the cut-ins without the footage being slowed down. Sure. Uh, in all of the example scenes. And this feels like something that she, like a, a specific sort of little nugget of information about human culture and like human behavior that she would yeah. enjoy learning. Are you sure you haven't played Mass Effect, Scout? <laughs> There's a, a shockingly in-depth understanding of a character for, in a game that you haven't played. <laughs> I just listen to really good podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. You've got amazing taste. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I totally agree. That that makes a lot of sense. Bringing up the rear is our guy Javik. Oh, sure enough. Yeah. Yeah. This is our last guy. Javik's episode is called How to Dial a Murder. You know, when I'm listening to a game and my wife interrupts, I can't help myself. I want to hear that game, and I don't care how important the interruption. Javik enjoys the psychological aspects of this episode, yeah. and uh, there's some deep conversations between Columbo and the killer Yeah, that I think he appreciates. And I just know that he makes some extremely upsetting comment about Probably. how the about how the methods used to train the dogs here, because dog training is like a big part of this episode. Yeah, I just know he says something about Bad. Protheans, Protheans utilizing this for like one of the quote unquote big quotation marks lower intelligence species back Correct. in his yes. day. Yeah, he's like, oh, they're treating them better than we treated the the Salarians. Like, oh yeah, my God, literally Javik. some sh- some. Sh- like that we're like Javik gotta cool it man (laughs) like refuses to not let the episode play out and just like continues to speak over it the whole time it's happening there's some Citizen Kane references in here too that just feel that feels like a Javik thing yeah I feel like Javik is a big Citizen Kane head yeah he calls it the best movie ever made and Mm -hmm. like but hasn't watched a lot of other movies (laughs) he just read that somewhere (laughs) he's only watched that one the uh the guy who has only played persona and listens to jazz so i'm getting a lot of persona vibes <laughs> getting from this. a lot of persona vibes from this getting a lot of rosebud references in this mm-hmm. in this movie amazing great choices I, I i have to ask out did you just dip into your own well of knowledge for this did you be like oh i know an episode that's exactly perfect for this person or did you like look through a list for some of them it was that i mean for the most part this is me sort of reading back through a list to remind myself which episodes are which episodes and being yeah. like oh yeah that episode that's definitely you know the garris episode that's sure. the ashley yeah. episode wow. that one is the that that one is the Thane episode. Like, uh, but I used uh, I used the blog Columbo file for my <laughs> yeah. research purposes. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and bookmark columbofile.com. <laughs> uh, hey Google, could you set columbofile.com to be my homepage for the next few days? <laughs> 
Amazing job, Scout. You've crushed it. I it didn't feel like 54 minutes at all. Oh, <laughs> wow. Last. It was 54 minutes, huh? That's a length. That's a lengthy asynchronous. And we're not even done. Tell me. Uh, 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 thank you so much for letting me go on for so long. Oh, yeah. Wow. I went into like a fugue state. So did I. I, I again, I think that may just be the, the effect that Columbo has. But it's, uh, yeah, you know, he's got yeah. that effect on people. Absolutely. But yeah, tell me about the game that nobody asked you to play this week. Well, in uh, observation of Into the Aether coming back in, in a couple of weeks, I think, depending on when this comes out, or maybe it has already come out if AJ and Kim decide to go on like a diatribe for the last couple of weeks and their last episode's quite lengthy. That's another little mystery for you to solve, dear listener. <laughs> Just check what date it is to see if yeah. it's August yet or not. <laughs> But uh, in observation of, of that monumental event, uh, I have no one told me to play it, but I did play Sega Gaga for the Sega Dreamcast. Wow, what a name. Yeah. Have you heard of this game at all? No. I, didn't, I hadn't really either, and I think a lot of people probably haven't, but it is this bananas game that was made in like the swan song era of the Dreamcast. Like it's very late era Dreamcast. And this person, uh, Tez Akano, had like built this game. Is this Pokemon? <laughs> it's not Pokemon. It doesn't like the battle system looks a little Pokemon-y, but like essentially what happens is that you're, you as the player play as this person named Sega Taro who has to save con or save Sega from losing the console wars. It's like set in wow. the, <laughs> the, the far flung future of 2025 where Sega only has 3% of the market share of consoles. Oh, he failed. Yeah, he didn't do his job, at least in he our didn't. universe. But uh, the game is bananas. Uh, you like go into this vault in like Sega's basement where they've like locked away all the game developers and you have to like heal them through like mental health improvements and better work conditions. Holy shit. This <laughs> is really good. It's uh, I it, it was a Japan only game for a long time. And I, I sort of understand why, because it's unhinged in the weirdest way. He uh, apparently this person, Tezukano, had pitched it to Sega. And the first time they were like, it's a good joke. Thank you. Thank you for pitching this joke game to us. <laughs> But he like came back and did another one and they're like, oh, OK, sure, fine. Which is it's it is the most bizarre thing that Sega said, yes, we are going to release this game. It would be as if like the people, the the musicians on the Titanic as it is sinking are playing a song about how bad of a boat the Titanic is and how <laughs> shitty this whole journey was. It's it's so, it's such a bizarre thing to have come out. I can't I'm believe on, it. I'm on the Wikipedia page for this right now where it yeah. says that Sega Gaga was developed in secret. <laughs> yeah, he like didn't tell anybody about it. It's so this good. is incredible. It's really, really good. If you're on the wiki, you may, may may also notice that they make a big deal out of mentioning that the game only had a $200 marketing budget. Oh, no. <laughs> which I think Tezukano used to buy himself. which was spent on a wrestling mask. Correct. Yeah, he just bought himself a wrestling mask and he's like, I don't know, is that it? Is that marketing? Well, marketing? shit like this just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, just sort of a disaster video game that is about like... I guess workers' rights? Because it's definitely on the side of like, this is not moral to make people work like this. You just cannot just make this video game in 2023. And have it be released by one of the biggest and game have companies. have it be released by the company that you are critiquing. Absolutely yeah. unhinged. Amazing. Incredible. <laughs> it would be uh, like somebody puts out like an, an Xbox Game Pass game called The Fuck Bobby Kotick Simulator, where you just like give Bobby Kotick the middle finger over and over again. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, I think so. I think we're going to 
think we're going to go ahead and approve that one. Weird game. There's a fan translation. So if you are interested, that that does exist in, for English wow. speakers. Wow. Yeah. Incredible stuff. That's a game nobody told me to play. Shouts I out to Sega that. Dreamcast. Yeah. Scout, I, I'm so interested to hear if there's a game that you have brought that no one told you to play. Yes. Nobody told me to play this today, but this is a game called I Fluid. I dash fluid. <laughs> Okay. This is a yeah. this is a video game where you play as a droplet of water. Whoa. Trying to solve physics puzzles to escape the kitchen? Question yeah. mark. I was excited because this was listed on the website mobygames.com. The genre is listed as rolling ball. Oh, uh, sure. Which I didn't know was a genre. <laughs> you got this in Katamari Damacy and yeah. that's it. It was released in 2008 by a small developer named X-Key, E-X-K-E-E. Yeah. And just, yeah, you're just a little drop of water making your way around the world. You got to like pick up condensation to make yourself bigger so you can roll your way up different surfaces. <laughs> there's there's like a strangely long commercial for it, like a like a promo <laughs> video for it on YouTube that you can go watch. Nobody told me to play this, so yeah. I, I didn't play it, but I yeah. did have some fun uh, looking looking at it and... <laughs> Uh, I give this, uh, you know, I give this a rolling ball out of 10. Yeah, it's, that seems like a perfect score for this. This is a shocking bit of history. <laughs> I feel like there are a lot of like very weird games that come out on Steam, like uh, uh, very often, right? Like that's the thing yes. that happens. It came out in 2008. Yeah. Like they don't have, they didn't have that back then. There were not <laughs> games that were just like, I don't know, what if you were water? What if you were water in 2008? You know, they were really ahead of their time. Oh my God. I love this. I'm watching a lot of it. And yeah, you're right. The commercial is weird. It's got this like break beat soundtrack. Yeah, the, the music is really, is really amazing. I would highly recommend going to youtube.com to search for iFluid trailer. Gotta say the 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 naming of this game leaves a little bit to be desired. Yeah, not great. Not great. It, it's like conjures imagery of like goop, like I goop. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Eye fluid. Eye fluid. Ah, uh, the fluid from the fluid from the eye. From the eyeball. But mm -hmm. it's uh, with with the eye in front of it. It definitely feels like yeah, it's two thousand eight, man. Like yeah, this is extremely two thousand eight. This is a this is an iPod parody. The iPhone exists and it is so cool and new. God, the the trailer is trance like. <laughs> I, I stopped it a second ago and then put it back on because I'm like, I need more of this. It's just a Leo, just a little drop of water making your way through the world. This game would kill on Twitch in 2023 if it came out now. I mean, you're probably correct. Well, amazing. Thank thank you for bringing eye fluid. Scout. You you are so welcome. And with that, I think that that constitutes an A stink, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. I think so. Uh, well, for, first of all, thank you, thank you for your uh, your education that you've brought to, about Colombo here. Oh, I will, I will take up any excuse to speak about my guy Colombo. Yeah, and so now, now you. that I know, it's it's there, there's good stuff in here. I, I am so glad to be educated about I'm Detective so Colombo and his dog named Dog. God, dog that one's really going to stick with me. Oh, Dog is the best. Yeah, there is a Louis Zong wrote a song about. The dog named Dog from Columbo. Oh, really? So oh, that's man. I'm that's also a recommendation I'm throwing out there. Yeah. Really good. Shouts out Louis Zong too. 
Uh, one more shout out the uh, the the spot where I found iFluid. Yeah, is a a page on a website called howchew.com that is called the 40 weirdest video games of all time. <laughs> There's some great ones on there. If anybody cares to go to that website, I'd be willing to bet that you will see one of these games on an A-stink in the future. <laughs> I almost went with Japan World Cup, so go ahead and look that one up. <laughs> oh, I am interested in Crazy Bus. Crazy Bus. Now that <laughs> is something... That I hear mostly on the television show, Arthur. Is that true? In, in, in the animated series, Arthur, they talk about a crazy bus. Crazy bus, crazy bus, riding on the crazy bus. Riding up, riding down, and driven by a funny clown. Oh my uh, God, yeah. <laughs> That is a children's television show that exists within the fiction of Arthur. That's all about a crazy bus. That was a poll, Scout. <laughs> Thank you. It lives. It lives in my head. This is this is just what's in there. Oh my gosh, my uh, I, I've got to say, my recall is usually so bad that whenever somebody can recall something that effectively, I'm always just sort of in awe and, sh- and shocked <laughs> that. Somebody has memory that good. I'm um, happy to happy to provide. I can't. Sorry, I can't do math, but I do remember what the Crazy Bus theme song was. To a to a pretty high degree, there was, you got every <laughs> lyric in there. Oh my gosh! Anyway, thanks everybody for listening to this tangent podcast. We've sort of become podcast pirates who go and uh, steal steal a podcast for a little while. I I thank you, Kim. Thank you, AJ, for uh, letting us come in here and uh, Columbo post for a little while. Yes, thank you for thank you for letting me commit these crimes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, before we before we sign off, Chase, yeah. uh, you so graciously helped me to plug my podcast in yeah, the beginning. Sure. What? Where can we find you? You can find me on the internet some places. Uh, I also do a podcast named Video Game Podtimism, the Optimist Video Game Variety Show. Or talk with my friend David, and we try to be nice about video games. Yeah, we just we just covered the Pokemon trading card game, which like absolutely bangs. <sighs> that game is so good. Oh, that sounds so fun! I'll have to listen, give that one a listen. You and David are very much in the genre of two people talking about things that they enjoy, which is one of my favorite genres of podcast. <laughs> yes, the, there there are a lot of them, but I I do find that a lot of the time they skew towards the the pessimistic side, where they're like, yeah. We love this thing, but also like maybe it sucks and we want to complain about it a lot. Yeah. So there's a, there's many complaining podcasts, yes. which I, I suppose have their... They have their place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I love to just be enthusiastic about things sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, is That's there a the thing song. That, is, uh, <laughs> is there a thing that Columbo says like towards an end of an episode? Uh, the thing that he says a lot is uh, just, just one, one more thing. thing. C- sure. Could I just could I just ask you one more thing? That's when he's about to like blast you with like crime solving skills, right? Yeah. Every time, every time he's about to give you the mental beatdown of your life. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he he asks you for just one more one more question, just one more thing. <laughs> uh, well, in this case, for us, it's just none more thing. Uh, one, none more thing. End of episode. Goodbye, gamers. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>